Welcome to the Fantasy Fam Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Chris, coming at you from Rain Man Studios here in Northern Jersey. I'm on the mic with my brother, Sven, and our cousin, Kile. What's up, brother? How you doing, man? You hungry over there? I'm doing all right, man. I'm, I'm excited. You know, it's Thanksgiving week. It's my birthday week. It's, Happy it's, birthday. It's pretty sweet. Thank you. Thank you. It does happen to fall on Thanksgiving some years, which is probably the best holiday ever. Football, eating, presents. <laughs> there's, there really there's nothing like for for having a birthday on there but that's every like six years or something i don't know <laughs> it's like your own uh it's like your own personal christmas it sounds it's like. great it's great and then a month later is christmas yeah <laughs> it's an incredible time of the year i consider thanksgiving to be part of the christmas season oh without a doubt you know many many can argue that but it's just uh that's just my view that's how i look at it it's my favorite time of the year by far have you started decorating yet I actually put some Christmas lights over the over the fireplace and like right. the little, little railing we have next to it out of uh, out of harm's way. Hopefully the dogs won't. That's won't a small railing. That's a tiny railing too. Yeah, there's right? not much space going on there, but <laughs> I took advantage of every, every square inch for lights. It's, you know? it's something exactly. Yeah, we're probably gonna do it Thanksgiving Day. We'll see. Yeah, to be festive. I had I had a few minutes, you know. Um. I'm very excited though. Happy Thanksgiving to all that are listening to us and happy good luck on Black Friday for anybody that's actually going to go out. Yeah. What's crazy is that if you think about it, you don't even have to leave your house anymore on Black Friday. You don't have to get up early, just log in. I mean, sales have been going on for like weeks already, honestly. It's right. Exactly. Like, I don't know. I just, I remember back in the day when I got my one TV and I still have it to this day. It's actually, I mean, you could see it brother our our actual listeners cannot but i got this thing like 15 almost 15 years ago and it was like it still works all over yeah it still works i mean it was like a 32 inch i got it for 540 and that was a deal back then you can get a 32 inch tv now for like 100 bucks less probably less than 100 dude 540 you can get like a 70 inch tv right good god yeah but you had to go in the store. I had to like run around. I remember father came with me and I was like, Oh my God. Like, and then we went to like BJ's warehouse, like the, the, the last store I would think to go to at least at that time. For a TV. Yeah. They expanded t- their, uh, their inventory. So their product line. I mean, I, I, I like, I like going out, but now I go to men's warehouse <laughs> and try to get clothes that are on discount instead of going to Best Buy or Walmart or anything like that. That story that you're telling, it, it always reminds me of Jingle All the Way. Like when I think of Black Friday, like how it used to be, that's exactly what I picture. Like he got to. He got to. That's a great movie. It out. Oh, it's an incredible holiday. That is one of the best it, Christmas yeah. movies ever. If you haven't seen it, check it out. So, so no good. no cousin Keeley tonight. It's no, uh, unfortunately. Just the brothers. It happens. You miss him. We do miss him, but but the show must go on, as they say in show business. That's right. So, all right, question for you. No, knowing full well that this doesn't have to be a dish that our mother made, but it could be. What's your favorite Thanksgiving side dish, brother? Side dish? Can't be turkey. That's, that's a good in. You just can't um, say turkey, you know, basically. I know, I know our aunt loves making the green bean casserole. I... I like green bean casserole, but you know what? My number one favorite—it's—it's got to be the stuffing. But it has mm. to—it has to be though. Like it's got to be like sausage. I like sausage stuffing. So it is our mother's dish. 
Kind of. I've made my own versions of it. Like I've put like, I've gotten a little crazy and put Granny Smith apples to add like a little bit of like, you know, the tangy sweet to it. So texture, a little crunch. Yeah. So I do, I do like that. I guess probably the stuffing, the sausage stuffing would probably be my favorite. And what, what is, what is yours brother? Well, I'm not going to go too far out on a limb here because we, we did not discuss this beforehand. Hard to believe. Um, but I actually wrote that my favorite is stuffing ah. and a, cl- a close second being the string bean casserole, but I actually wrote up a little, you know, justification outside yeah. of it just being, you know, my favorite dish because of the flavor and, and what have you. I said that for the simple fact that I usually, you know, eat it once a year, right? it always leaves me wanting more and then looking forward to it the next time I have it, you know, so it's, it's gotta be stuffing. When else do you eat stuffing? Which is 364 days that you have to wait. The next <laughs> even, day. The even longer on leap. Oh, yeah. Well, there you go. The, the next day. The turkey leftover stuffing sandwich. I'm going to give a shout out to my best buddy, Joey, that I've known since birth. So I'm, a, I'm about to like blow everyone's mind with this right now. Uh, the next day when you have your leftovers, it's called a Thanksgiving parfait. Yeah. Parfait. What is that? Okay. You're thinking, of Sh- you're thinking of Shrek right now, right? Go you know, on. it's got layers. Uh, you, you basically create layers with your turkey, your mashed potatoes, your stuffing, your cranberry sauce, and you basically put it, you can even do a jar. You can do a glass. You can even do a bowl. You're, you're creating the layers and you're heating it all up and then just eating it all at once. So there's your Thanksgiving parfait. I swear it's it's gonna blow your mind. It's it's amazing. It sounds delicious. I've uh, I've dibble dabbled myself, and I've actually seen a couple like delis across my travels where you can order like a Thanksgiving hero sub. Ooh, and it's delicious. Sign me up. Yeah, it's delicious. We're getting extra rolls this year for uh, for those leftover Sammies. Oh, you have to. I remember when I was in the kitchen years ago. We used to do a. Um, thanksgiving wraps where we make the stuffing and then the turkey and chop it up but then do like a cranberry mayo dressing so like mix the cranberry sauce with a little mayo and then put that yeah oh it was it was really good sounds delicious so just some uh quick options for you so thanksgiving is the season for being grateful and giving thanks we just would like to give a big shout out and warm thank you to all of our listeners and followers out there we really appreciate you checking out the show sending us your questions, giving us shout outs and feedback and coming back each and every week for material. Trust me, it does not get lost on us. So we want to thank you again and we hope you have an incredible Thanksgiving week. Obviously the show would be, you know, nothing without the fans. brother. That's, that's why we do it. Exactly. So we love it as well, but we also do it, you know, for, for everyone that's listening. It's an absolute blast every time we get together. So being that it's our Thanksgiving special show, why don't we jump right in and discuss the Thursday games? Ooh. In typical NFL fashion, we have the standard slate of three games on Thursday. Well, not technically typical, but I, I like I like where you're going now. Yeah. yeah. You know, many a year in a row there's been. Well, they three. added that Thursday night. And what was the first one? The butt fumble? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> where our cousin actually left Thanksgiving early and went to go to that game. Oh, my God. He witnessed it in person. And I'm, if you have to ask what the buff fumble is, you're not a, you're not a sports fan, so I'm not even going to tell you. you. You just, next. 
can use the Google machine. <laughs> yeah, so we'll chat about each of the games and then some uh, intriguing question mark type scenarios and injuries for the upcoming weekend. So let's get started with the first game. The Mighty Bears of the Midway traveling to the Motor City of Detroit to take on the Lowly Lions. And with the Lions coming off a terrible, terrible loss at the hands of the Victory Formation QB Case Keenum Redskins? God. Do they have anyone worth starting this week, brother? Well, well, while Dwayne Haskins was apparently taking pictures on the sideline while Casey Keenum was doing that? I mean, he was, he was like, hurt, I think, at the end of the game, Dwayne Haskins. Says he's Not good hurt to go. enough to uh, miss the Victory Formation snap. Right, exactly. Uh, word on the street is that Jeff Driscoll – uh, he is a little sore. He's got a sore hamstring right now. Um, that is pretty big news because who the hell is the third string quarterback? David Bluf, Blau, Blau, Bloke. What of the of the Purdue Boilermaker? A Boilermaker, right? I mean, he did he did air it out when he was in college, but undrafted free agent. I mean, you got Bo Scarborough. I think is a it could be a solid DFS, definitely, if you're doing the Thursday slate because of, obviously, because of his price. But Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones are definitely going to take a hit. Chances are I'm still starting Marvin Jones. Um, you're probably going to start Kenny Galladay as well, but you're looking at wide receiver three potential production. But the, look at it this way. I mean, the Bears, they're not a good team. They're bad. Like it's it's just gonna be a bad game, so it's like, could it be a bad high scoring game, or is it just gonna be an awful game to watch? You know, you know what I mean. So it's like, but if the Lions are losing, they're gonna be throwing the ball, regardless of who's who's at quarterback. I mean, if Jeff Driscoll's there, which I'm really hoping, but chances are it might not happen. I mean, the only the only good thing about this game is that it's the first game, so people will still be you know in travel. They'll be prepping for the day. Get it over with. They might not be able to watch as <laughs> much of this as they'd like. So, you know, you're welcome because you're not going to really miss a lot. It's going to be, I think, a complete debacle. It's going to be one of the worst football games on national television in the history of the NFL. Uh, yeah. Not looked like a starting NFL quarterback. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw Jace Daniel <laughs> by the middle of the game. Isn't I'm that what happened? Didn't he sure play last year? He's playing already. Why is he not starting already? I don't. I, I don't. I don't know. Chase Daniel from, from Texas. He's a local boy from the area. I don't understand. Watching don't. the game, it's incredibly frustrating. Incredibly frustrating. But I guess on the other side, you're probably going to start Allen Robinson, who had a ridiculous game last week. What? Where, where the hell did that come from? Well, we, he was playing the absolutely horrific New York Giants. I, I mean, that is also true. But I guess Allen Robinson is probably your must-start David Montgomery, we still don't know. I mean, I guess you got to, I guess, throw him out there as a flex play. Tariq Cohen, nothing. I guess he's well, done decent than he has recently. Well, here's, here's a couple stats for you to, to ponder, brother. Darius Slay is an incredible shutdown corner. Mm-hmm. He's going to face off against Allen Robinson. He just shut down Amari Cooper two weeks ago, right? Yes, he did. And the Lions' defense is allowing the second most fantasy points to running backs. David Montgomery, Tariq Cohen, both. I mean, I can see Tariq Cohen have a good, having a good game because they're just going to be dumping the ball off to him. I don't see Allen Robinson having a good game, honestly, with Darius Slay on him and a quarterback no one's ever heard of or seen in the NFL before. On Thanksgiving, I don't know. Is this, could it be a potential Drew Henson scenario? Dude comes out of nowhere to lead his team to victory. 
Honestly, I, I mean, the guy's got nothing. Guys got no. I mean, either one of them have nothing to play. You know what I mean? Like it's literally, like you said, like they're just gonna go out there and just have. It's Thanksgiving. I mean, they're gonna have fun. Uh, like, can you imagine if it's Chase Daniel versus David Bluff? <laughs> like what? <laughs> That's ridiculous. But it's funny you say that about the Lions. Like they are the one of the worst to running backs not only on the ground receiving though and that's like so I guess Tariq could be a solid flex play this particular week but Darius Slay so someone like Taylor Gabriel but he's in concussion I believe he's in concussion protocol right now yeah right so maybe Anthony Miller he's actually had a couple good games in a row he's been their leading receiver outside of Allen Robinson he has yeah so um We'll, we shall see, but like, I'm so happy that it's the first game. <laughs> Get it out of the way. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You'll be cooking, you know, just whatever. Have it on in the background. Ex- ex- honestly, that's Probably exactly what's Listening to it, you know, while you smell the aroma more than actually sitting and watching and paying attention to the game. That's Last thing I'll say about that is while some of these no-name athletes might be taking the field, the Bears defense still has Khalil Mack. Who yes. will be putting pressure on whoever plays quarterback for the Lions? Exactly. But I—that's where I see the game going—is to the Bears' defense, um, which doesn't make for an exciting fantasy point scoring game. But for the Bears' D, you never know. You really never know. I mean, they're—they're they're actually one of the best ones. Um, the pass, they're giving up only fifteen point nine points, second best according to a Pro Football Reference. Bears win. Yeah, Bears definitely. Yeah, Bears win this. Oh yeah, Bears win this one defensively yes yeah so the next game brother brings us the eight and three buffalo bills traveling to your neck of the woods to play your dallas cowboys in texas amari cooper has been shut down for the past two games going against elite top cover corners this week will be no different he's going against tredavious white are you still starting him honestly i'm not i'm really not well, okay, so you can't you can't really look at last week. I mean, and then it's – I'm actually glad we are talking about this because, okay, two weeks ago they played the Lions, right, and Darius Slay was on him. But he was a little banged up. You know, he wasn't 100%. He kind of played back and forth a little bit. But Slay, when he was out there – but Dak, Dak is a smart quarterback. He's not, he's not going to force it in there. And then I'm going to pivot right to the game against the Patriots where that weather looked awful. I'm so happy that I was in the comfort of a household, not freezing in Foxborough watching that. Like that was, that looked miserable. That was probably one of the worst looking games that like it, you wish it was almost like 10 degrees cooler so that it was actually snowing instead of raining. Yeah. Cold and rain. Oh my God. Oh, there's no worse combination. Like that was, that was horrendous, but Yes, Stefan Gilmore did have an interception against Dak while he was covering Amari, but then again, like the the elements, like and then Dak decided, oh, second half, oh, I need gloves. Second half, really? Like, come on, bro, you should have done that like in the beginning of the game. Like, what the what the hell? This is Thanksgiving. The Cowboys, whether they win or lose, like they've known to play pretty good on Thanksgiving, and they have like if they beat the Bills, that's a somewhat of a statement game, you know. I mean, the Bills, their offense isn't like elite, but their defense very stout so uh, I don't know to literally go back to answer your question I'm 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 really questioning starting Amari actually because I don't think Dak's going to try to force it not against Tredavious White he's 
he's good. He is one of the best in the NFL. Like you can even yes. say he's arguably the best. Like he is in that conversation. Absolutely. So, so another another big game for Michael Gallup or Randall Cobb. I want to say Witten, but the Bills actually have one of the best, I think like the best against the tight end. But it's Witten on Thanksgiving. I mean, I feel like that, you got to bump him up. You know what I mean? Like if he's going to project it like four catches, just because it's Thanksgiving at home, maybe five. It comes down to Dak Prescott, I think. Re- return of the Dak or Dak is wacky. And depending on how he plays against the Stout Buffalo defense, I think we shall see. In PPR leagues, John Brown is currently the overall wide receiver 15 by average points per week. He's had at least seven targets in four of the last five games. The Cowboys' defense, however, ranks in the upper third in fantasy points allowed to both the QB and wide receivers. On paper, it's a tough matchup. Are you shying away from John Brown this week or banking on him to keep it going? I don't know. I mean, his consistency, he's getting targets. Josh Allen loves throwing to him. I also love Cole Beasley this week, too. I am a Cowboys fan, and I know that Byron Jones is – He's not elite, but he is, he's, one of the, he's one of the better ones in the NFL. He's, they also, I mean, Anthony Brown and Abuzue or Jordan Lewis. What the hell, man? I'm sorry. He's, he's got to figure some crap out. <laughs> he's got to figure some stuff out. I feel like there were times when he just – he looks a little shaky. But I would still start John Brown. I really would. I agree, I agree actually. As a wide receiver, too, so, like solid wide receiver, too. Not necessarily a wide receiver one, but definitely a wide receiver two because because of the volume. Josh Allen loves throwing to him. He also loves throwing to Cole Beasley. I also like Cole Beasley this week too. Especially coming back, it's not a revenge game. It's not like the Cowboys, like, you know, like they left on good terms. Cole wanted to get paid, and he got paid. But he's coming back to Dallas. I think they're going to be happy to see him. Like he'll probably get like, you know, a nice like ovation or whatever. He'll get like a nice like response from the crowd. Being back, you know, in um, in Arlington, so I I like John Brown and Cole actually, but Devin Singletary. Oh, dude, I was just gonna say that. I was oh. just gonna question that because he's been getting RB one, RB two type touches. Finally, in three of the past four games. Finally, he had over 100 yards rushing this past week. He's not getting any red zone carries, and the Cowboys are really middle of the pack against running backs in fantasy and rushing yards per game. Mm-hmm. So I, I know you're excited about him. I'm excited about him. To me, he's a, he's a very high-end RB2 with upside because they're giving him the ball more. And I think moving forward, they're going to keep giving him the football more. Well, and the question is also, I mean, is, is Van Der Esch going to play this week too? I think that also – because Sean Lee, Sean Lee's looking a little – but then well, again, you really, you really can't go off of the Patriots game because of that weather. Like that was probably as bad as it's going to get. You know what I mean? It's on Thanksgiving. Exactly. They're playing it. They're playing in a dome. There's going to be no elements. There's nothing. So it's like if Van Der Esch plays, I think it's a little bit different, but then again, Sean Lee, if he's healthy and like, he's, he's still, he's still solid. So, but I'm still firing up Singletary. Actually. I think that they're starting to realize the talent of this guy. Like he looks 21 21 carries last, right? 21 carries, 21 carries. Yeah. Average 4.7 yards per carry, I believe. And Frank Gore also ran the ball pretty well. Yeah, and they haven't been turning it over. Over the past few games, they have no turnovers. They've taken it out of Josh Allen's hands, hand it off. You know, he's been running a lot more, too, when he was the number one 
quarterback for the last four weeks of the season last year, yes, it was Josh Allen. Right, exactly, exactly. But the Broncos, they did play the Broncos, who actually have a very solid pass defense. Not against, the, not against the Vikings, though, two weeks ago. For the first half. But 244 yards on the ground the Bills had last week. They're going to try it again, honestly. They have a good offensive line. They beefed it up on purpose. Yep. Hand it off, man. He's, he's an RB2 in my eyes this week. Absolutely. Easily. Easily with a potential RB1, I think. Love it. I know. That's crazy. That's really crazy. But he's getting the ball, and he's, ta- like, he's talented. That's what I'll be watching. He's I mean, elusive. We waited all season elusive. for this. Exactly. We waited all season for this. He is he when it is, matters the most. Yes, he is a rookie running back that we've been waiting. Like David Montgomery, but Singletary, this finally, thank you. Thank clearly, you. Yes. Clearly, you know coaching, clearly, you know the coaching is better in, the, in Buffalo than in Chicago right now. Yeah, have patience. It's almost like <laughs> they, they knew how the season would unfold. You know, Josh Allen may get a little turnover happy. Frank Gore may start to break down a little bit. Let's, you know, give him a lot of carries early on. Take it he away. Let them Singletary learn, get some experience, give him the ball more, and look what he's doing with it. Only, I'm excited. He said 15 it. carries last week, Frank Gore. Which is great. Just keep yeah. running the ball. Stop giving him the red zone carries, though. I get it. They trust him. Right. The last game of Thursday night is a showdown of division rivals, and I still can't believe – I don't know if you've heard this story – I still can't believe that the Falcons beat them earlier this year, but word in the street, Sean Payton, you know, got engaged, told the team, and they legit pulled a Johnny Moxon on themselves, brother, which is why they were so incredibly lackluster that Sunday. They had no energy. They were atrocious. They basically took that loss because they were celebrating. Congrats, though. You know, it's great. It's a great life choice. Way to go, Payton. Investment for the future. Way to go, Sean. But – it's it's kind of crazy that it actually happened in real life, you know, if that's true. We, so, we, only, we only know what we know. <laughs> yeah, what all of our, you know, inside contacts have told Ex- us. Exactly. So here's an interesting one, too, because he was touted as a potential overall RB1 before the season, Alvin Kamara. He's had at least eight catches in the past three games. However, he's had no touchdowns, and he's not really getting it done on the ground. They've been using Latavius Murray a lot more. He's been vulturing touchdowns. It's absolutely destroying my fantasy team. Love it. Are you starting? Obviously, you're starting Kamara. Of course, you're starting Kamara. But are you starting Latavius Murray this week? So I started him last week, actually. I mean, I, I had to. I had James Conner out. So I had to start Latavius. But, I mean, it's still I still lost. But still, I mean, the guy, they're giving him the ball, like you said. So, like, Latavius – so Alvin Kamara got 11 carries last week against Carolina. 54 yards. His efficiency, we can't – we're not taking that away from Alvin Kamara. Like, he is probably one of the best running backs that takes full advantage of his opportunities, regardless of whether it's a carry or a pass. He's, un, he's absolutely unreal. His talent is – it's going to go down as one of the best that we've ever seen. I mean, it's, it's, it's ridiculous because he's not a big guy, but he's so elusive. Latavius Murray only had seven carries, though. 64 yards and a touchdown. He did have that nice breakaway run at the beginning of the game. But here's the difference. Like you said, there is nobody. Michael Thomas, we know, future Hall of Famer. The guy is unreal. Um, you just uh, His Twitter name, Can't Guard Mike, it literally speaks, uh-huh. speaks for itself. I mean, because you can't. You cannot guard him. 
Another 10-catch game. I said it. I tweeted it out a couple weeks ago. He's breaking Marvin Harrison's. Unless they sit him the last game of the season, he's breaking Marvin Harrison's record of 143 catches. It's amazing to watch because it doesn't even look like he's running fast. He's so smooth. It doesn't even look like he's running fast. Route running. If you can run routes, you don't have to be a Deshaun Jackson and run a 4-2-40. Like, you don't. If no, you are route running, and you know, brother, you were a wide receiver in a very run – in a very run-heavy offense back in high school. <laughs> but when the better route runner you are, the easier it is. Whereas the second best route runner for the Saints is Alvin Kamara. He doesn't throw to anyone else. I mean, Jared Cook actually did have a pretty solid game. He started coming around towards the end of the game a little bit too. But I'm, I'm starting Latavius. I'm still going to start Latavius, I think, as a flex this week. Because they're giving him the opportunity. I think they're starting also – one, they should have lost this game. Carol, actually, they shouldn't have lost. Carolina should have won. They should, they should have won this game. I mean, they, they came back. They fought hard in the second half, and they should have made that freaking field goal. They, whatever, they should have capitalized. But Latavius, they signed him for a reason, and we talked about him preseason. I know a lot of people were talking about him preseason to fill that Mark Ingram role. I think it's I, I'm I think they're starting to realize it, especially like towards the end of the season now. Like they are, they're going to be what? They're probably going to be the top top four seed. They even have a chance to be the number one seed. I mean, depending on how the Niners finish. Yeah. And I don't think what happened the first game. I mean, unless he got engaged again, and they then they they're out right. partying. This is a completely tomorrow. different game. Exactly. exactly. They might treat this as a revenge game and just absolutely destroy them. Where is where is this game? Is it this in- game is in Atlanta? Ooh. Regardless, it's in a dome. In a dome, exactly. And Drew Brees can't, doesn't play outside that well, but it doesn't matter. These, these are the games that we longed for for the past, like, five seasons of the Saints-Falcons. We're like, yes, let me take yeah. the over. When the Falcons were good. Oh, Dan They're Quinn. so tough to predict. This week, two weeks in a row, they play stellar defense. And last week, they, they lose to the Bucks and can't even generate – Anything on offense? It was Matt Schaub was, was in. Embarrassing. <laughs> I, I think they might get blown out this week. With it's tough. It's honestly tough to predict a team getting destroyed and saying that oh the backup running back Latavius Murray who might still get RB two type work. You know when the game is competitive, he might get ten carries when they're up by thirty, brother. Which clearly puts him in RB two range. Then if he's going to get five to ten carries when the game's competitive and 10 carries when the game's over already. So. And PJ Williams is one of the worst cornerbacks in the NFL. Well, he was, but it's just, I, Matt Ryan, I don't, I don't know. Honestly, I'm, I would question starting him this week. I feel like you're going to, because it's a national game. It's on Thanksgiving. I'm honestly, I'm fading Matt Ryan hard this week, dude. And um, I have to, he's, he's been, he's been atrocious. Julio Jones might not play. There you go. He might not play. Game time decision. What is it? It's his uh, shoulder. Shoulder. That's right. He, he did come back in. He didn't look the same. The thing is, Calvin Ridley's been the overall wide receiver number six over Amazing. the past, and wide receiver four over the past two. And Marshawn Lattimore, who's had an incredible second half of whatever his season so far, is he going to play or not? And is Julio Jones going to play or not? If Julio does not play, I'm not starting Matt Ryan. I'm not. No, if Julio's out, it's an automatic bench. 
But I still think you got to play Calvin Ridley. Without a doubt, yeah. And it could be an ugly. It could be an Rus- ugly, ugly. Maybe maybe Russell Johnny Cage. Yeah, who are you picking Johnny, up? Johnny Gage, I guess. Russell Gage this week. He got um, – my man got 10 targets last week. Oh. I know. From Matt Schaub, though. <laughs> exactly. But still, he's filling that Muhammad Sanu role. Austin Hooper's down. I said Jaden Graham could be an interesting sneaky tight end last week. He had one catch for 53 yards or 50-something yeah. yards. That's, that's yeah. not terrible. Six points in a PPR. And that was better than Noah Fant, who I said was not going to have a good game last week, and he did not against Buffalo. So, And Devonta Freeman – they're saying he could be back this week. Really? I don't. I don't care. Honestly, I'm. I'm trying to find. So I have him in a couple leagues. I got him in one league, and I am trying to find a reason not to actually put him in. As awful as that sounds, I have Latavius. So I have Latavius, and I got Jonathan Williams as my two starting running backs in this league. I mean, you got to ride the hot hand, right? You got who's getting the ball, who's being efficient, whose team is playing better. I, I mean, there's a lot of thought that goes into this, and it's crunch time, right? This is like the last – technically the last week. Yes. Before fantasy playoffs or fantasy playoffs in some of my leagues are already starting this week, which is is crazy. Kind of crazy, exactly. But, yeah, this is typically the last week of the regular season for fantasy. An incredibly, incredibly fast season, but – we always say this. It always feels like – Right? It always goes by so fast. I'm I'm already thinking, like, what I'm making for Super Bowl – when I go, no, to, then, when I go to Carlos's, <laughs> that's why I'm so happy that I put up some Christmas lights already too, because I'm trying to, I'm trying to slow down this holiday season because I always remember like the day after Christmas and it's like, oh man, now what? Well, Even after New Year's, because you still have that build up to New Year's, and then after New Year's, it's like yep. it's like the dark ages, right? All the Christmas lights go down. It's like really dark. It's cold. I feel like, like the latest you could possibly get away with it is maybe MLK weekend. Well, keeping your Christmas lights up? Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like, especially up there, like, in, in like, Jersey, New York, like, the, you know what I mean? Like, because it's is it winter. No, MLK is January. February. Pre- president's weekend is uh, February. Oh, my goodness. Yes, MLK was not a president. No, he was not. <laughs> Just like Benjamin Franklin was not a president as well. But he's on my favorite bill. They both could have been. Yeah. Right? But... I, I mean, for, at least at least for us, we we can't unfortunately go down to you know my sister in law's for Christmas, and uh, but we're gonna go the week after, so like the New Year, so we're gonna still keep our stuff up, and they're gonna uh, still keep theirs up. You know what I mean? I so it's like we for might that be case, celebrating, and we might be celebrating Christmas in January. Well, exactly. There you go. So it's like so I'm, whatever. We'll keep it, them up. it exactly. You got it. Whatever. Keep it up. Tis tis <laughs> the season. Tis the season. All right, so with the Thursday games behind us, let's transition to some difficult situations and some additional injured uh, athletes. So here's two unpredictable backfields to cycle through for the week. The Seattle Seahawks and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Both were unexpected, yet both produced potential elite fantasy numbers. All right, let's start with Seattle. Chris Carson and Rashad Penny. Chris Carson had one fumble credited to him, but technically he had two. Had two, exactly. Rashad Penny took over is this going to be a split backfield type situation moving forward and are you are you starting both so that's the thing that Pete Carroll came out and said it's it could potentially be a timeshare I Chris Carson has been so good throughout the whole season he was one of my guys that kind of not necessarily flying under the radar but you could get such good value for him in like the third round of where he was being drafted and now Rashad Penny 
they're, they're playing a Philly rush defense that's not that's that that's not bad. Like it's not a bad run defense. So he definitely capitalized. I mean, my man had 48 carries for 129 yards. He did have a long run of 58. So let's say you take that out. He still had good efficiency. Chris Carson really hasn't fumbled too much ever since what, like week three? I think he had like five fumbles through like the first like three or four weeks. He's been able to control it for sure. Which he definitely has been. So it's like, what's going on? Again, Seattle, they're playing amazing. Russell Wilson kind of struggled a little bit this game. I mean, he couldn't really find receivers. This it was it was tough. I mean, Tyler Lockett had one catch. That's it. Two targets, one catch. I mean, he missed Hollister and I oh my God, that oh, I don't know if you saw that. You probably did. I did. That uh, was, that was, it was unacceptable. That was awful. If they had somebody else to play quarterback, they should have benched him after that play. It's it's like it's like whenever something's too easy, you overcompensate and then it 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 becomes you're you're thinking too much. And he literally he could have he could have literally like soft tossed it. it to him. Exactly. Yeah. Could have grandma Ma shot that, done anything different. And then he missed another pass, I think, too. He missed another touchdown. I think it was to Tyler Lockett. It's always those West Coast travel games. They came up with the victory, but it was, it was a sloppy, sloppy game. No points were scored, I don't think, in the second half at all. Like, it was pretty terrible. So they're playing the Vikings. They're playing – they got the Vikings, Rams, Panthers, Cardinals, then Niners. We're looking at that Niners game at the end of the season – May not be a sit like let's sit our starters. That could be a potential for a first round buy. So we're we're talking. So I think that they're going to test it next week against the Vikings. Rashad Penny. I I wouldn't be surprised if it was actually a fifty fifty timeshare, very close to it, with between Chris Carson and Rashad Penny. Because if they got something here, and both of them can actually do well against the run. I mean, they're going to play the Rams. Surprisingly, the Rams like to show up from time to time. Panthers, yeah, whatever. Sometimes they'll show up. Some they're just like the Rams. You don't, you really don't know. And then you got the awful Cardinals. But if they find a nice rhythm with Rashad Penny and Chris Carson towards the end of the season, wow, that could be scary. I mean, he's definitely somebody you want to pick up this week. I think he's definitely a pickup for sure. For sure. A start. I mean, we're we're talking like deep, deep leagues. If you have like James Conner and you know what I mean, and like you don't have any other flexes out there. Plus, the Vikings have a very good defense too. They do, but they don't. You know, they've they've played good. Like they have like two of the best cornerbacks in the league, but only from time to time. So, are they going to need to run the ball? Who who knows? I mean, they're giving up what ninety four yards on the ground, but I could still I could still see them. They have like one of the best running offenses in the in the NFL. Seattle yards wise, they're middle of the pack defense, but points wise, they're they're top six defense. Yeah. So, bend but don't break, brother. As per as per make the play. That's right. Exactly. Bend but don't break. I love that type of defense. I know. Me too. Big ups. Big ups, Bernie. So every analyst in America last week predicted that Jalen Samuels was set up for a decent game at worst. He was reduced to five touches for 32 yards. The Steelers used four running backs, and rookie Benny Snell stole the show. With James Conner set to miss at least another week, are you starting any of this backfield? 
That I, I couldn't, I really couldn't believe it. I mean, I was watching the red zone channel. Uh, I know that you watched that as well. And this yeah. really wasn't a game that they were showing too much. Cause not much was happening. It was. When okay. Duck Hodges came in. Great. Well, for a 79 yard touchdown pass on his what first play. First, right. Exactly. <laughs> I, I could not, like I had to check my phone and I remember texting you and, and Keele and I was like, well, like is Jalen Samuels in the game? Like what is he play? Like is he hurt? Is he playing? Is he did he like miss a, a team meeting or something? Where's Jalen? I, I Where, hashtag where's Jalen? And it's funny. It's so funny that you brought that up too. I'm not. I am no means an expert a- analyst analysis. But and I I like I'm not. I wasn't predicting that Jalen Samuels wasn't going to get the touches. But I said watch out. I I mean I. I, I never toot my own horn, but I said, watch out against Cincinnati. I don't know. I said, he hasn't looked that good when Connor was out. So I think that they're giving Benny Snell the opportunity to say, you know what? All right, let's see what this kid's got against the worst run defense in the NFL. He's like, a better runner between the tackles, though. He really I is. Know. And he's not, I mean, he's not a big dude. Like, he's not, he's not a monster. He's not a bruiser, right? I mean, he's what? He's 5'10", 224. That's not that. That's not huge. That's a big boy. Two twenty. I mean, it's. I mean, he's it's, like a bowling ball, dude. It's big, but so I think that they definitely found something with him. But it's it was against the Bengals. The Bengals literally have the worst run defense in the NFL. So I I don't know. I mean, Jalen Samuels. I think I think that Benny Snell probably definitely a pickup. Chances are he's probably off the waiver, and depending on your league. Uh, I know most of the leagues that I'm in, I think that you and I are in together. He's, I think he's gone. You know, he's probably. I picked him up, but I started Jalen Samuels instead of him. Exactly. And honestly, <laughs> rightfully so. But like, that's the thing though. Like, so Jalen Samuels, you were probably going to start. You may have not known his production. Benny Snell, you didn't see this coming. I don't, I don't, I don't even think the Steelers, the Steelers did not see this coming. Come on. There was no way they saw this coming. You, you can't, you can't put like you, what? Like, and then who, who else? Who was the other guy? Carrots White? What? Like, I got six carries for 43 yards. Talk about efficiency. So, who, who are they playing? Who are they playing this week? They're playing the Browns. They're playing the Browns, and Mason Rudolph is not playing. No, and the Browns are not good at stopping the run. They're no. bottom 10 against stopping the run. They're giving up 124 on the ground. Which means Benny Snell Jr., the third Esquire, may get 20 carries. Wow, especially with Delvin Hodges starting at quarterback. I mean, there's not a lot of tape on him, but if you have a rookie quarterback coming into his first start, in theory, you should run the ball, right? Their offensive line is pretty good. We saw last week they can run the ball. In theory. <laughs> Give him the ball, right? In a perfect world. I don't know. He's definitely a pickup, but I don't know. I mean, so desperate you are at all uh, at the running back. Exactly. It's 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 really like it. let's say you were a Mac owner or a, and a James Connor owner and you couldn't get one of the backup like you couldn't get Jonathan Williams. I, I guess start Ben. I guess start Benny Snell as a, as a as a flex. It's worth a shot. Why not? Honestly, you gotta. Sometimes you just really you just gotta roll with it. You just gotta say F it. <laughs> Literally, just start the guys that the hot hand, like you said, I mean, Latavius Murray, he, he killed it when Alvin Kamara wasn't there, but then Kamara came back and they just completely were like, Oh, he's not even on the team. Like he didn't get anything when Kamara came back, which I don't, it's, it still baffles my mind. So I feel like teams, you gotta, you gotta wise up. 
Yeah. And funny enough, the Steelers still have a chance to make the playoffs. <laughs> sitting at six, sitting at six and five. It's crazy. It's very top heavy, and then there's the rest of everybody. The NFC this year is insane. There's going to oh. be a lot of good teams that do not make the playoffs. Yep, for sure. But we'll save that conversation for another day. Exactly. So here are some quick, quick injury updates. Um, AJ Green. Still no real word, but the Red Rifle is starting at quarterback again. So does that oh, – no. do you think that encourages A.J. Green to try and play again, or or should the Bengals finally play it smart and just, just shut this dude down? I mean, if I'm A.J. Green, I don't want to play, regardless of who's at quarterback. I mean, if Joe Montana was at quarterback, like, who cares? Like, it doesn't they, – they, they have not won a game. They're 0-11. They're going to get the first pick. Clearly, Ryan Finley is not the answer. But then again, is is he or is he not? I mean, they have a first time. He's absolutely not the answer. He's we not, right? He told you in college he was never going to be a good NFL quarterback. I mean, you, you feel for Joe Mixon. Tyler Boyd had a hell of a game last week. He's, he's playing good this year. I mean, my man's got 63 catches, 699 yards, only two touchdowns because obviously they're not scoring any points at all. So I guess two touchdowns is a lot when you're 0-11. But if you're AJ Green, I'm not. I'm not even playing. Honestly, I'm. I'm literally sitting out the rest so that I can maybe get signed to a to another team next year or get get a decent wide receiver two contract. Because you're not. His health is such a huge concern. So many guys in the NFL get hurt, but his health is like he is up there with guy who you don't you don't know. You have no idea if the guy was gonna Julio. It started off a little bit like that in his career. Because he was a little, you know, they were like, oh, Julio. No, I mean, Julio has proven that he can play full, like, a, like a full healthy year. So, AJ, if you're listening, just don't, don't suit up for the rest right? of the season. It's not worth it, bro. Like, don't see do what, it, man. Don't see do what, it. See what these other guys have. Like Alex Erickson, who I said, he had like eight targets last week. I mean, he only had two catches, but he still got the volume. <laughs> not a decent game, but he was getting the opportunities. Yeah, opportunity oh. equals equals target. So T.Y. Hilton completely vanished last week. Mm. I mean, is he still hurt? Honestly, was he just used as a decoy this past week? And is he even going to play this week? I don't. I I could not like, and I think we all three of us were texting about that before the Thursday night game against the Texans, right? Which 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 is a crucial game too. He's I mean, destroyed it, them in his career, too. He's absolutely lit up the Texans. Him and DeAndre, when they play each other, those games are so exciting to watch with T.Y. and DeAndre. Like, well, you're like your luck was there before this year. So. Well, I mean, that is also true. Like, but like we said in the, in the beginning of the season, I mean, Jacoby Brissett, he's a good quarterback. He's not really a top fantasy quarterback, though. Like, no. he, he was like, so, okay, like, I could see him being kind of like a – like a Joe Flacco when they won the Super Bowl with the Ravens that year. He's not a good fantasy quarterback, but he's a good a games here and there, quarterback. Exactly. He's like hurt too a little bit. And he'll win you games. But throwing pains. I, I couldn't believe that with T.Y. I mean, I, I can after the fact it happened. But like, oh, my God, T.Y. started. Yes, let's fire him up. No, it didn't, it didn't work out at all. I remember I think in one league, in our, in our listener league, and if anybody's listening – I mean, we crushed it. Sorry, Murph. We beat the we beat, we beat the little the little piss out of him from overseas. We're ten and two, I think, right now. Uh, but we started Ty Hilton over Jonathan Williams in our flex spot. But we still put up. We still put up like one seventy five. 
I mean, if, if they say he's healthy and he's going to come back, why you gotta, not? Yeah. It's like we had that one episode where I think I went on a uh, what really grinds my gears about the game time decision. And then Marlon Mack plays and goes off for like 150 yards rushing. Right, yep, yep. Like, oh, he's hurt. He's not going to play. And then, oh, T.Y.'s healthy. He's going to play. No, uh, no. Nah, nah. Do we really ever know? To your point, sometimes you got to roll the dice. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm actually – I don't know if I would start him this week. I think it's, like you said, his health. Yeah, he's had a little bit extra time because they played on Thursday. But the Tennessee – secondary like sometimes they'll play decent but then obviously they'll give up some points but one they beat the crap out of Jacksonville last week I did not see that coming I mean Derrick Henry dude Derrick Henry keeps proving us wrong completely oh my god completely set the mark for I don't even know what I just I just feel bad for Deion Lewis because Deion Lewis is such he's a good receiving back but he's gotten Probably 15 touches the entire season. He's still getting paid and he's healthy. And Marcus Mariota is going to be the best, one of the best backup quarterbacks in the NFL because Ryan Where is he going to go though, honestly? Because he's, is he going to stay in Tennessee? I mean, it, it, I, don't, I don't know. I don't think, so. I don't I think know, he's but, gone. But I, I think, think Ryan Tannehill. Gone, they're going to keep Tannehill. Four and one with Tannehill. I think Tannehill has found himself a home. He moved they're back in the playoff hunt. And you know why? Because he's throwing to my boy, A.J. Brown. Oh, God, of course. I play A.J. Brown, and he has the best game of his career. I love it. That's exactly what we talked about early in the season. He was my number one rookie wide receiver coming out of college. He did nothing and all season. He looks incredible. He's had a couple big games here and there. but Yeah. He hasn't had the volume because they've been a run-heavy team. They try to get Corey Davis involved. They try to get Johnny Smith involved some weeks. Delonte Walker played, then he got hurt. It, they signed Adam Humphreys to a big contract, which to me seems completely ridiculous. But this, this, they just don't have the offense to support all that passing volume. This division is still so up in the air. Like, mathematic, mathematically, the Jags still have a chance yeah. to. You're looking at seven and four for the Texans, six and five, six and five for the Colts and Titans. This wow. is a crucial game. This is, I, I'm actually very excited to watch this game. Division I, game, you know, Thanksgiving I, weekend. What's I better can't wait. Exactly. I'm I'm really excited. But Ty, I'm not starting anyone else. I'm not. I'm not even that confident. Maybe Jack Doyle. Maybe Eric Ebron. That's that's about it. I mean, Zach Pascal, nothing. Chester Rogers, nothing. They cut Deion Kane, who who played pretty decent for the Steelers this past weekend. Well, the thing is, too, the Titans' rush defense is just middle of the pack. Yeah, allowing over 100 yards a game. Well, Jonathan just over Williams. Years game. Jonathan Williams. But he's getting the volume. Yep. He's getting the touches. They are giving him the ball. They're force feeding him. They're turning him into a duck in the offense. What? He had more he had more touches last week, I think, than Marlon Mack. Like yeah. than he's had in, in a in games. He had 26 carries. I love it. And a couple catches. I think he is absolutely on the radar as a flex potential RB2 running back this week. Because they're going to give him the ball again. Who else is there? Running back two, easily. Easily a running back two. They're going to give him the ball. Who else is worth talking or monitoring this week as we're you know, talking about injuries, brother? So injuries, I mean, one of the top wide receivers in the game, Adam Thielen. What's like, he's – Vikings, they, they've just looked – they've looked so good, but then they've looked so bad. Stephon Diggs has stepped it up. Clearly, they just cut Josh Doxson. Oh, God. <laughs> Sorry, bro. <laughs> oh, Sorry, my, dude. Oh, my God. Dalvin Cook is uh, one of the best running backs in the game right now. Now he's – I mean, I'm knock on wood. I'm, I'm hoping he finishes the season fully healthy. 
because he's absolutely killing it. But Adam Thielen, I mean, he returned to practice today. He's all, all signs are pointing to him playing against Seattle on Monday night, which also helps, but then it doesn't because it's Monday night. So you're like, crap, if he doesn't play, like, and you know what I mean? Like you got to make that decision Sunday morning. Yeah, it's tough to have another option in that game, actually. I mean, Seattle it's, is bottom of the barrel against against the pass. They're giving up a ton of passing yards a game. But Adam Adam Thielen is definitely a guy to monitor that I, I, I mean, I'm hoping he plays. You got to start him. I feel like you have to start him. He's been out for – he's been out just for way too long. They had the bye week, I think, was, which was – I mean, the timing couldn't have been better for the bye week for them for him to get fully healthy and also be playing on Monday night too. So that kind of adds a little extra day as well for him. And then another wide receiver that, uh, this is such a shame. One of our, one of our favorites. I mean, he was my, one of my preseason favorites and you started to love him even more during the season of Hunter Renfro, not the San Diego Padres, Hunter Renfro, but Hunter Renfro out of Clemson who was starting to turn into that guy for Derek Carr that, he loved throwing to him. He doesn't really drop passes. He was becoming that security safety blanket for him. And he, he, had, he broke a broken rib and a punctured lung. Dude, awful. My, my man is not – I think he's – I think he's done for the season. I wouldn't be surprised if he was out for the rest of the season. You could say that once he went down, the entire Raiders offense collapsed. They took, they took their starters out in the third quarter. They basically gave up. They waved the white flag. I've never seen that before. Josh Jacobs, I mean, and, we were, and, and Kyle and I were talking about this, I believe, on the live stream on Sunday morning that Josh Jacobs, okay, he's Jets. They are not that good at many things, but they had, I think, like the best run defense in the NFL, and they stymied Josh Jacobs. It was it was bad. It just it did not look good. Mike Glennon. Well, clearly they were they were down and they just they like you oh. said, they gave up. I mean, it was just it was just bad. He dropped two of his first three snaps on the ground. Oh boy. Oh boy. But he still continues to get paid. <laughs> From which like I don't two or two or three teams at least, which is crazy. I don't I don't get it. I mean, and, and to pivot on onto that, I, I I like Sam Darnold this week. Sam Darnold has been playing so well. And who you know, are they playing? Uh, they're playing the Cincinnati Bengals uh, this week, which yes. they beat the crap out of. Start any quarterback against them, and he's playing incredibly well the past three games. So Le'Veon Bell could probably have – it's all the stars are aligned for him to have his best game of the season. If he does not finish as the number one running back like this week, something is wrong. There's clearly something wrong. I, I, don't, I, I just don't know what it is. Maybe he was out partying with Sam Darnold, who apparently got wasted and was just making out with more people. He wants to get mono again. <laughs> I couldn't – like, did you see that? Did you hear about that? That they report – I mean, how, how true it is, who knows? I, mean, I briefly heard, yeah. I think it was in the back yeah. of uh, – <laughs> it's, it's just so uh, funny. But the Jets – did you know this? The last three games, they've scored 34 points in, in each of those last three games. Well, I knew for sure they did three games ago. Oh, yeah. They beat the crap out of your Giants. Yeah, Not the like crap, but like... 34-27. They look pretty good, though. 
Like the Giants made them look good, but then again, the Giants defense makes Giants are bad, dude. Yeah, they're pretty bad. They're bad. Too bad you can't use draft pick on like a new owner or GM. They, a lot of teams would probably wish that. Because whatever we're doing is from like the nineties, and even if we did it then, we'd still be losing. But the the game of the week that I cannot, and I think everyone that is a sports fan, NFL fan, yeah, Vikings, Seahawks, okay, eight and three versus nine and two. I cannot wait for this Niners Baltimore game. That dude. Oh my God. I am so excited. It's in Baltimore. TC, if you're listening, my man, I mean, he is, he's, he's, he's a Baltimore boy. He's a crab cake eating. Love you, brother. He's probably, oh my God. He's probably not. He's turn. He's going to turn his phone off and just be glued to this. Lamar Jackson is the real freaking deal, man. I, you can't I, compare him to anybody. I, like, I still can't get stop over trying him. to say he's like this, he's like that, all these yards. He's, he's what, Michael Vick. I heard today, which is unbelievable, is that he has this season alone, you can compare his QB stats to Tom Brady and his rushing stats to Dalvin Cook based on the yards and touchdowns, which is <laughs> absolutely ridiculous. He is this year's Mahomes from last year. He's Michael. He literally is Michael Vick. He's – he he's ridiculous. He, he has a sixty six point nine completion percentage on the season. Wow! Uh, like I, I'm complete. Like he, him and Derrick Henry have completely proved, at least me, probably you. I know Kyle definitely like wrong. One hundred and fifty thousand percent. He's only got five interceptions, twenty four touchdowns. Yeah, he's only thrown for 2,400 yards, but he hasn't had to. I mean, their defense has gotten but he's run so for what? Almost 900? 876 yards so far. Yeah, almost 900 he's yards. Gonna, he's he's going to break Michael Vick's record. Yeah. He's a quarterback. Only six touchdowns, but still, those yards. And it is, I mean, power to, like, it is, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing to watch. But come playoff time, I mean, it's a completely different animal. Honestly, I like the Chiefs and I like Mahomes. I'm I'm predicting it's going to be Baltimore and New England though. It's going to be Baltimore, New England in the AFC Championship. And I real I really think that Baltimore is actually going to sneak it out and beat them in the in the cha- in the AFC Championship. Cuz I think that they have a little bit more and their defense is playing very stout and Harbaugh Harbaugh wants to beat Tom. Like it's he wants to beat Belichick. It's going to happen. I think it's – I really – and I, it's crazy I'm saying this right now, but I really think they're going to make it to the Super Bowl. I'm excited to watch the game. I'm probably going to be sleeping um, after the first quarter. Maybe I'll record it, maybe not. But I'm actually excited about a different hardball game even more than this one because oh, my boy. Michigan Wolverines are facing our, at home. Our Michigan Wolverines. Our Michigan Wolverines against the Ohio State Buckeyes. In the big know. house. We're playing the best football we've ever played under Jim Harbaugh. I mean, if, if – there's any time to beat Ohio State, it's now. Now's the time. They were just literally anointed tonight in the new rankings, brother, the number one team in the country. Who? Ohio, Ohio State? State. Over yeah. LSU. LSU's two, Ohio State's one. Michigan is 13. Lucky 13? I don't know, oh. man. That's the thing, though. But that's – and that's – I feel like that's been the regime, you know, to pivot to our college football discussion really quick. That's been the regime of, of, of Harbaugh. 
where the Mich- Michigan will start off like their first like three games, they look like crap. They'll maybe win one, one like, and then they'll lose. But then they start playing incredible football towards the end of the season. But the, the number that I care about is he's what? He's 0-5 against Ohio State. 0-4. Hopefully, hopefully not. He's winless against Ohio State, and that is – He's 0-4 <sighs> against Urban Meyer. Awful. But Urban Meyer is gone. Yes, that is, that is Although true. this kid is doing a great job, and their offense is incredible. The one, the one thing that I really can appreciate that they were highlighting as well is that Don Brown – probably the best assistant coach and defensive coordinator in all of college football. Oh, he's amazing. Has adjusted on the crossing patterns, which destroyed us last year. Ohio State completely destroyed us on the crossing pattern. We had no answer for it. They scored a boatload of points. We actually got destroyed early on in the season, too, when other teams watched that film, started doing it against us. They're playing two over the top, and they're not just using the trail technique, which is, which is so archaic and old school. Of Those course. work when you're running crossing patterns. They've adjusted. It's been working. So hopefully, you know, Ohio State's going to have to figure something else out. They obviously have smart coaches and whatnot. But they can run the I'm excited for the game, man. I'm excited. I'm very excited. They can run the ball, though, Ohio State. They uh, I don't want to get my hopes up. I, I think <laughs> – I hope it's a good game, please. I think the huge <laughs> benefit is that the fact that it's in Ann Arbor. I think that, that plays a big, big plus to Michigan's fa- – like, in their favor – to Michigan, baby. Um, Let's go. Let's that's ruin on, our season. That's in the bucket list. That is on the bucket list to go to a Michigan-Ohio State game in – oh, my God, in Michigan. That would be absolutely incredible one year. So, if my wife is listening, thank you. You know, maybe a, maybe a birthday present one year. Nice little gift. Well, <laughs> happy birthday, would, brother. Because it, it would fall around my birthday. It's every single year. That's that Saturday after Thanksgiving. Maybe we'll have a maybe we'll have a conversation in a few years about this. Yeah, in a few years, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, again, happy birthday, brother! Hope everybody has a safe and happy Thanksgiving holiday. Remember, you can find us at thefantasyfam.com or on Twitter at thefantasyfam. We're on most podcast platforms. Thank you again for listening. This is the Fantasy Fam signing off. 